Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. We, as Christians and as traditional Catholics, like to say that the secular world treats the question about the created world and all things green like it's its own religion. The way they, the world treats issues around all things green certainly bears the hallmarks of theology. They have creation stories. They engage in apologetics. They have arguments specifically designed to counter the claims of their rivals, which in this case are Christians and usually Catholics almost exclusively. And while historic religions in the modern world are separated from the state through a fictional wall of separation, this religion of the world is the official religion of the state, or at least it's part of the official pantheon of permitted religions the state openly worships. Most advocates for this new religion reject our claim that it is in fact a religion, or at least they did well, until just recently. Now we have a story that came from this past Earth Day celebration where some of the leading news outlets admit that it is in fact a religion and should be treated as such. And you know what? I actually agree with them. Not because I agree that all things green should be given the serious consideration of a religion and all the things that religions are concerned with. After all, our relationship with the divine is a very serious consideration. I simply agree that they are a religion and should be honest with everyone about that. Our story comes from Time Magazine, which is as serious a mainstream outlet as you will ever find. Headline, The Case for Making Earth Day a Religious Holiday. Yes, a religious holiday. In America, at least, major Christian religious holidays are observed with the federal and state government offices being closed, as well as banks, post offices, and a few other operations closed for the day. In other places, they're called bank holidays, but it amounts to the same thing. The state affirms in some way or another how important the day is to the culture by closing up official functions and giving employees the day off. Christmas, Thanksgiving, and a few secular days get this designation, along with some secular feast days that aren't even remotely religious, like, say, the 4th of July or Memorial Day. No one says the 4th or the Memorial Day are religious holidays, though, and the advocates here are rather explicitly asking us to treat Earth Day more like Christmas or Thanksgiving. And as you'll see, they're being far more honest about their intentions than you or I might have expected from them, at least at this stage of things. From the article, quote, Earth Day is upon us, that forlorn little non-holiday that some years sandwiches itself between Easter and Passover, or other years trails in the wake of those, quote, real holidays. If the Super Bowl is America's unofficial national day of celebration, Earth Day is the collective yawn that brings a shrug. No recipes offer Earth Day chips and dips to serve when friends and beloveds gather in the celebration of the miracle of a living planet. Because they don't. Not even ours. For the two of us concerned with this topic, one of us nominally a one of our so-called elder brothers in the faith, and the other a recovering Catholic, we find the ill-defined nature of the only day honoring the place that makes life itself possible more than a little sacrilegious. So on this 53rd Earth Day, we thought it useful to pose what a real Earth Day should represent and how it could form a central time for a new approach to worship. End quote. Are you surprised that a self-described recovering Catholic is at the center of this, or the person he's working with? By the way, being a recovering Catholic typically means you're just an apostate. And I honestly wish they just call themselves former Catholics, since it would be just far more honest. It'd be as honest as what they're doing here. Pray for the reversion for the faith of the author of that article, since the graces of his baptism may still touch his conscience. 
but otherwise I'm not surprised, to be honest. I like, though, that he compared it to the Super Bowl, which is another part of the official religion of the American state, though that doesn't come with a day off from anything except church attendance, by the way, and I don't think that's a coincidence. And you know I'm right about that because, very obviously, fewer people attend church on Super Bowl Sunday or go to an early morning mass or a service so they don't miss the game. And on a, and oftentimes, people who are not the type to go to the Saturday vigil at the Nova Sordo will go that day so they can be home for the game. We all know it's true, and especially among Protestant groups, you'll see Sunday services nearly empty on that most sacred and auspicious of secular holy days. But the authors here are not arguing for merely a day off for Earth Day. No, they actually want a religion, and they do so by repeating some tired lies about Christianity as rooted in pagan beliefs, a claim that has been so thoroughly debunked that it's almost remarkable that anyone still makes the claim. Except, they make the claim because no matter how many times we debunk the lie, they repeat it because they control all of the institutions for maintaining the cultural narrative, including the church itself. Don't believe me? Francis wrote Laudato Si. Before Francis, Benedict XVI was called the Green Pope. But they're being honest here in what they want, a form of religion. Quote, So what would an earth-reverent belief system look like with Earth Day at its center? Begin with, let's take a look at what established religions get right and where we might take a cue. Perhaps the first step might be um, unearthing the nature-centered origins of our existing religious holidays. Most of us know in the back of our minds that Christmas and Hanukkah fall around the time of winter solstice, that Easter and Passover are celebrated in tandem with the arrival of spring. Actually, not always. That Sukkot and Diwali mark harvest and summer's last warmth and Eid follows the path of the moon. These holidays have origins in gratitude. Gratitude for the sun returning. Yada, yada, yada. You've heard this argument before. It's been widely debunked. But I'll continue. Gratitude for the harvest that could avert the starvation winter might bring. Thanks for when it did avert it. We could conceivably reframe these holidays as days of thanks for what natural world gives and reminders that our responsibility for what remains is an ongoing covenant. Next, we might look at what religions do to help us form community and mark life's important benchmarks. Birth, maturity, marriage, and death. What if we were to come to celebrate these benchmarks for what they are biologically? Birth, the ecstatic co-joining of atoms and molecules resulting in sentience, might prompt a ritual of truthfully and factually recounting how inanimate becomes animate, instead of, or in addition to, bar, bat mitzvahs, and confirmations, would it be too much to expect our children to go beyond the average daily 20 minutes of most American children, spend outdoors, and commit to memory the names and descriptions of local plants and animals, or learn the considerations involved in correctly planting a tree? The covenant of marriage might be an opportunity to remind young couples to consider the burden children place upon the planet and to make vows of sustainable patterns of behavior going forward. <laughs> wow. Death finally might be recognized for what it is. The returning of atoms and molecules to the cycle. In the cycle of life, the coming apart is a miraculous a process as the joining. We still, still don't really know how nothing became something and formed a universe in which random pulses of energy and matter coalesced into beings writing op-eds. In short, there's plenty of mystery to go around. End quote. Notice how this is a tacit rejection of existing religion and wanting to take the observances of, the, of existing religions that are embedded in our holidays and co-opt them for their purposes. But mystery is at the part of this. The point of religion, regardless of what one it is, is to 
bring meaning to mystery, demystify it to a degree so we know what our duties are to whatever is behind the mystery, and then act accordingly. And it is in acting accordingly that they're most interested in. Religions have rules, after all, codified in scripture and in any magisterial authority that might exist within it, and you live your life based on those rules. They admit as much. They want an earth Bible. Seriously, they say that. Quote, Lastly, we might just need a book. The uh, Torah wraps around the year nicely from one Simshat Torah to the next. When we complete the annual reading of the story and start over again in all the same service, creating the feeling of a hermetic year, what if a book like that existed for the earth? What if it were replete with hymns to this world of the living? What if it contained the stories of the prophets of natural and earth knowledge? I can never read this without laughing. Darwin and Carson, Galileo and Humboldt. Wow. What if we came to mark those discoveries as the gradual opening of a consciousness to the laws of nature? Let's, you don't want to start talking about the laws of nature, secularists. Come on. What if our Bible of the natural world reinforced that a multiplicity of processes and phenomena still remain to be discovered? What if we use that book not to scold our children into following commandments, but rather to light a path forward that encouraged discovery and reverence and gratitude for the relationships that are this planet's hairy spaceship's life support? Are we proposing a whole new religion? We're not quite sure. Maybe an old one. The core of all religious feeling is the sense that we are part of something much larger in space and deeper in time than ourselves. The world is certainly that. At any rate, we do know that spiritual inquiry, just like scientific inquiry, is not static. Likewise, a whole new continent of scientific knowledge has been revealed to us since America's first and second religious great awakenings. Buckle up for the third one, folks, because it's coming. It seems perfectly reasonable and spiritual to us that in a new great awakening, this knowledge continent be incorporated into a progressive wisdom of life, death, and the universe. End quote. These were progressive there on purpose, by the way. That's not a coincidence. The most telling part is when they ask rhetorically if they're proposing a new religion, and the response is maybe, maybe not, but maybe an old one. And it is an old one. It's worship of the created world. It's the oldest one. It's a return of the ancient pagan beliefs that they want. We see this everywhere already with a rise in fascination about Vikings and Druids and ignoring their actual history and then reframing it into something palatable for modern sensibilities and other kinds of silliness coming from the secular world in a way that is clearly manufactured. Hollywood and streaming services push this in the form of movies, documentaries, docudrama series on any streaming service you care to name. It's almost as if there is a concerted effort to bring back the ancient beliefs wrapped up in modern technology. And by almost, I mean it's obvious that that's actually what's going on. There is almost no almost about this. That's the point of what they're saying. A new religion that is really ancient and a rejection of what has separated man from ancient practices. In this case, what they're talking about is the cross. Elsewhere in literature about all things green, you'll see overt attacks on the faith, usually centering on Catholicism itself because at the end of the day, the diabolical likes to go after the Catholicism. That's why there's no such thing as a as a, as a satanic praise and worship service, they always go after the, the Eucharist. They do this because they see that Christianity put man over the created world as a matter of faith, and they think this is part of the problem. Secular thinkers going back to the 60s have done this, most eloquently expressed in the writings of the philosopher Lynn White, whose landmark document, The Historic Roots of Our Ecological Crisis, places the blame for pollution and other ills at the feet of the church. This document has been widely influential despite having been debunked numerous times because it fits the official cultural narrative of our time. I wrote my doctoral dissertation as a sort of a refutation of it. 
It is the proto-false gospel of our time. Now, we're seeing the rotten fruits of it and seeing it firsthand. And it's not only the living advocates for all things green promoting this. Some time ago, I saw that someone had asked ChatGPT to craft a new Ten Commandments for the modern age. And if I had good internet connection right now, I'd show you what they said. Not only was it completely secular, it was also pagan. It explicitly called for living in harmony with the created world. Talked about being sustainable, plus all the other secular values of the day that people argue about on secular channels here on YouTube that I don't usually touch with a 10-foot pole. The system is being primed for over-Earth worship. That really begs the question, are you ready for an official Earth Day religious holiday? Maybe coming. Let me know if you're ready for that in the comments. What other signs of it do you see in the world around us right now? Do you see this happening through some public events going on maybe locally or in the national media? Do you see this with the public schools? Do you see this in the universities? Let me know what you think of all this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help as does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.